0: Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight Podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Astro Spotlight podcast are my own, and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health, or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description.
1: Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
2: So book your next getaway with Club Med. Visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.
0: Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Asthma Spotlight podcast. This week, I'm going to talk about self-management plans, and in particular, an aspect in plans which I think is missing. But before I talk about that, If you are enjoying these podcasts, please do follow me and also please do share these with other people. I've mentioned before that I led the United Kingdom National Review of Asthma Deaths, which was published in 2014. Now, in that National Review of Asthma Deaths, nearly half of those people who died had not called for help, or had not got help when they were dying from a severe asthma attack. Now, we'll never know why those people did not get medical assistance when they were dying from the asthma attack. Clearly, many of them had not been provided with an asthma self-management plan. However, a number of those people had been given a plan, and still they did not call for help. Now, I think it may have been because they were not very clear when they should have called for help. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So I'm going to talk in detail about when you should call for urgent medical assistance when your asthma flares up. I will discuss asthma self-management plans, how they're provided and who provides them. I will also mention um, the asthma first aid plans which are available for general public and for people supporting people with asthma. And these are available, the only ones I've found that are available are in Australia. And I think these are an excellent idea. And when I finish this podcast, I'll talk about my ideas for some of the essential information that you need to know for your own asthma or for that of your child. So asthma self-management plans are really important ways of providing you with information on your asthma. These plans are intended to be provided in a discussion with your doctor or other healthcare professional looking after your asthma. It's usually provided in the form of a written document, and this is usually based on a template which has been designed by asthma experts And the person doing this uh, self-management plan with you would complete and add your own details into the plan. And the idea is that you keep this and show it to anyone who helps with your or your child's asthma. These personal self-management plans vary, and so um, you might get one that's personally tailored by your own doctor, or you might get one that's a a preformed template, which I spoke about earlier. So the management plan that your doctor agrees with you will include details of your medication, how and when to take it, how to recognise when your asthma is out of control, and what to do if and when your asthma flares up. In my view, many asthma self-management plans do not spell out very clearly when you should call for emergency help. Now, while some asthma plans, like those in the United Kingdom, do provide quite a lot of information about your asthma, it's not always easy for you or someone else to be able to decide quickly what sort of action to take when things are going wrong. So part of a doctor's or an asthma nurse's role is to teach you about your asthma. Now, if your doctor or nurse is very knowledgeable about asthma, it's likely that you'll be provided with a lot of detail about your asthma. However, doctors who are generalists have to know something about a lot of different medical conditions. For example, a primary care general practitioner has to deal with over 400 different medical conditions in an average year, and can't possibly be right up to date with the latest research on every one of these diseases, and particularly in asthma, if it's not a particular interest of theirs. Similarly, a general pediatrician or a general physician will have to know something about all sorts of diseases that affect children and adults, and not necessarily be expert in the field of asthma. So what I'm saying is that it's really the luck of the draw if you or your child has asthma and whether you see a doctor or a nurse who has a special interest or who has expertise in your asthma. Of course it's very different if you do consult a specialist in asthma and that may be a primary care doctor, a specialist nurse in primary or secondary care or it may be a hospital specialist in adult or pediatric asthma. So why am I telling you all of this? The point really is that this will determine how you are taught about your asthma and the quality of information with which you will be provided. And as a result, you may or may not be well equipped to recognize and deal with asthma flare-ups when they happen. So what do you need to know about your asthma? Essentially, it should be provided in an education consultation which should be summarised in your self-management plan. You need to know what asthma is and how it causes problems for you. You also need to know what triggers your asthma and what causes your attacks. So what are the trigger factors for your asthma flare-ups? You also need to know about the treatment, how it works in simple terms, and when you should take it. And you also need to know how to use your inhaler. You have to know how to recognize when your asthma is going out of control or flaring up, and what to do when it does flare up, and of course, what medication to take at that time. And then you need to know when to worry and when you need to call for medical assistance. And most importantly, you need to know when to call for emergency help. We do use asthma self-management plans as one of the ways to help people understand their medication and how to use it. And also, the plans will provide information on how to recognize attacks and how to deal with these. But as I've said, these plans are supposed to be agreed between a clinician who knows about asthma and yourself about your asthma or a parent of someone with asthma. So it's clear that the quality of information shared will depend on the training and expertise of the clinician agreeing the plan with you. Now, there are lots of different plans available, and they vary in the amount of detail they include. And most of the plans have space to enter your regular medication, as well as your triggers, and information on what to take for emergency relief. Now, I started off by saying that many people who have asthma attacks do not seek or get help during their attacks. From our National Review of Asthma Deaths, a large, pe- a large proportion of people do not call for help when they're having an attack which is severe enough to kill them. In my opinion, this is because key aspects of self-management plans are not obvious in the plan or have not been clearly communicated with the patient. In the United Kingdom, asthma care is often delegated to people without any or without much training or knowledge of asthma. And as a result, I'm aware that many of these people simply fill in a plan and send it to patients without a face to face discussion or without a detailed explanation with confirmation that the person has understood the plan and knows what to do in emergencies. So, what's the solution? I've spent some time looking at available self-management plans. Some are very detailed and some are focused on communicating specific messages. I remember many years ago there was a very clever credit card size plan with symptoms-only version on the one side and a peak flow version on the other. The beauty of this plan was that it was small, it could be kept in a purse or a wallet and could be tailored to whether you had a peak flow meter or not. Of course, nowadays you can take a copy of your plan and file it on your mobile phone. You could print a copy out and stick it on your fridge or hand it to other people. Um, So in my view, we should be using different types of plans for different purposes, and these should be tailored to your ability to understand the information. So one person may simply need a plan that says, If you start coughing, come and see the doctor. And another might have details of how to record and interpret peak flow measurement levels at which specific self-treatment action is needed. Another might provide instruction on how to monitor your asthma control. And this was something that I dealt with in a previous podcast, and I'd recommend that you have a listen to that one on monitoring control. The thing about asthma education is that one size does not fit all. In other words, one specific asthma action plan may not be suitable for everyone. And in addition, there are different treatment options for asthma, and some of these need specific instructions that are not available in the standard plans that are available. So I'm referring to the two kinds of anti-inflammatory reliever treatments. One of these is the maintenance and reliever treatment, so-called MART treatment, where you take your combination two-in-one inhaler twice a day, and you use it also for relief. The other is the as-needed anti-inflammatory reliever treatment for mild asthma, which is now licensed in 48 countries. And these treatments need their own types of plans. So please listen to my previous podcasts on these, especially the recent episode with Professor Richard Beasley, and uh, also my previous one on the different ways in which inhaled corticosteroids are prescribed. The other kind of plan which I think should be provided for everyone and their carers is that one that provides a simple list of instructions on what to do during an attack and when to ask for emergency help to prevent a severe attack or even to prevent dying from asthma. Now, as I mentioned in the opening part of this podcast, I'm aware of two of these so-called first aid asthma plans, which can be printed out as posters and stuck in public places. Now, these are available in Australia. I will provide links to these excellent ideas in my blog on this topic on my website at www.bigcatdoc.com. In essence, as with the general first aid training provided all over the world, the Australians have produced the specific first aid instruction sheet for carers or bystanders to help someone having an asthma attack. Have a look at the link that I've attached to this podcast where you'll be able to see examples of these first aid plans, which I think are really excellent. And if you are somebody who provides asthma care, you might think about providing something like this for your patients or the schools looking after your um, children with asthma. Now I am aware that a group of school children in the United Kingdom also produced a short film on this topic. So to finish up, I'm going to summarise with the key times when um, you should be seeking emergency assistance for your asthma. There might be more and these would be included in your own self-management plan from your doctor. So I think there are at least three times when emergency help is needed and these should be clearly spelt out either in your asthma self-management plan provided by your own doctor or in the form of a separate information sheet or a poster available for everyone. And these three things are the short acting reliever, which is usually blue, should last for at least four hours. So the first thing that this plan should state is I need emergency help if my blue short-acting reliever is not helping my symptoms or if I need to take it again within four hours. The second time when you need emergency help is if I'm waking at night with cough or wheeze or shortness of breath. This is a clear danger sign in asthma, and you should seek help immediately. And the third time when you should seek emergency assistance is if you have your own peak flow meter and you know what your best peak flow rate is, you should seek emergency help if your peak flow rate falls below 60% of your best reading So you need to know what your best reading is, multiply it by 0.6, and that's the 60% level at which your asthma is becoming seriously uncontrolled. Now the additional item which I think should be included on this emergency plan should be about what you tell the emergency services when you phone them. And this is, if you do call for urgent help, and this is to your doctor or the emergency services, you should tell the call taker first that you or your child have asthma. Be sure to tell them if you're having breathing difficulty and say if you are waking because of your asthma. You should also tell them if your reliever inhaler is not working especially if it's not lasting for four hours. And if you can do peak flow, tell them what your reading is now and what it is compared to your best reading. So by way of a final summary, I think that asthma self-management plans need to be improved so that they are very clear with instructions on when emergency help should be sought. And if you do find this podcast useful, please do share it. Have a look at the link that I've provided to more information. And of course, follow me um, for future episodes.
2: Hi, I'm Kara Berry, host of Everyone's Business But Mine, and I am an all inclusive addict. Enter Club Med, the best all inclusive for you and your family.
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asthmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.